Okay, it's still February 12th, 2023. Matt Carlsman with George Carlsman. Well, this time I would like to take a few minutes and talk about uh, my experiences back in the 1980s when Mark Hoffman, who uh, created forged documents that he sold to the church and others, was involved with uh, a forgery which ultimately became called, was called the uh, Salamander Letter. Uh, the reason I want to talk about this is because we're going to see, I think, continually more and more nonsense that can upset people's testimonies. And I'd like to give you a little bit of history and how I evaluated that as a Latter-day Saint at that point in time. And then I would like to share with uh, you a, a very simple analogy of the church that was presented to me by my good friend Steve Robinson, who lived across the street from us. He's now passed away, but we'll talk about that too, which uh, those two ideas. There's a link, as you'll see in a, a minute. So, a little brief background. Um, the uh, ch In church history, there is a whole subculture or a genre of historians who are out there trying to find uh, documents, historic documents like letters and diaries and things like that. And that's true not only with the church, but all kinds of history, you know, whether you're talking about your personal family histories or if you're talking about uh, histories associated with nations or building or, or, you know, organizations, whatever. Mark Hoffman was a member of the church. He still is. He's in prison now for the remainder of his life. And he created forgeries that were extraordinarily well done. These forgeries fooled the FBI and all other historical or historians who were involved in vetting or determining if they were forgeries or not. So he was a remarkably skilled forger, and he was able to fool the very experts. Well, he created a letter and sold it through. The church itself didn't normally buy uh, historic documents. Uh, they did have individual members who were not connected with the church except being members who typically would obtain these historic documents. Then they're, and we're talking genuine historical documents, not the forgeries. And then uh, the church would often receive these as donations from these collectors. And that's how the church came into possession of a number of documents. And that's what happened here with the Salamander letter. Mark Hoffman created a forgery, and he also, uh, I could have some of my facts off here because it's 30 plus years ago, or 35 years ago, I guess. But as I recall, he was in the process, or he'd sold that letter to another person, another member of the church, who then donated it, gave it to the church. In any event, uh, so the church had no idea that it was a forgery, and the individual that gave it to the church had no idea, and the letter had been verified by some outside experts so that it was legit. The word got out about the subject matter of the letter, and I personally think that Hoffman probably did that leak, so to speak, because his goal was to undermine the church as as uh, court records and other things showed later. And <laughs> Anyway, basically, the Salamander letter said that uh, Joseph Smith had received a number of revelations from a talking salamander. <laughs> it was just totally weird. Um, but uh, And that created a, quite a stir when that uh, came out. <laughs> 
But, um, you know, there's an old expression. It didn't even meet the laugh test. In other words, when you say it out loud, you can't say it without laughing. My reaction from almost the get-go when I heard that, and that made the newspapers, the Salamander Letter and its contents, where this doesn't even meet the laugh test. Now, here's what's interesting. Gordon B. Hinckley was the president of the church at the time. His response, I think, when I look back at the Lord and being tested, his response was not to immediately say, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous, this is absolute nonsense, this is not true. He gave a, um, a nondescript response where he didn't say it was true, he didn't say it was untrue. And that, uh, that response of the church for, I don't know, probably better part of a month, really was disconcerting for a number of members. Now, this uh, controversy was a Utah controversy rather than church-wide, because these kinds of things <laughs> happen here in the uh, Wasatch Front be with the high concentration of good Latter-day Saints. I'm sure that people, other members of the church through other parts of the world, may have heard about this, but generally this stuff f uh, floats around here as opposed to being a major topic of conversation among Latter-day Saints in London or in Africa or somewhere like that. But the the church's response, which was non-committal, was interesting as I look back on it. I personally think that the Lord deliberately had President Hinckley give a non-committal response because this became a test for the members. Can you live by the Holy Spirit? And that, of course, at the time, I didn't understand that. But when I thought about this, my initial thought prompting came to my head is, you're right, this doesn't meet the laugh test. This is nonsense. But there were a surprising number of people in the church who were good, solid Latter-day Saints who were very upset. And uh, there were uh, reports that some people did leave the church because this the church didn't categorically immediately deny, so that must mean, my gosh, Joseph Smith really did talk to a salamander. <laughs> hmm. uh, but that's the, uh, uh, but the real question in my mind is, as we have these situations with the brethren or the church, and I'm just using the salamander letter as a way to illustrate this, you must be able to turn to the Lord and have the Holy Spirit give you guidance and wisdom. And this is not just some vague thing. You have to have this kind of capability. It's a, think of it as a skill, <laughs> if you want to put it in those terms, in order to navigate the waters that are ahead. So that, and your mother had the grandma, or <laughs> my wife, Laurel Dean, had the same reaction. This is ridiculous. We never had any doubts. And uh, it wasn't blind obedience. It was understanding immediately that this is, as I put it, this doesn't meet the laugh test. And I was confirmed with that by the Holy Spirit's response to me.